How do you not start this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, number 173, with a huge shout-out to Lefty, Phil Mickelson, winning the PGA Championship yesterday, the oldest to ever do it at 50 years old. On episode 172, I was talking about how much I appreciated Phil Mickelson and probably my second favorite golfer of all time next to Tiger Woods. You know, my age frame, I'm 35, going to be 36 in October. And, you know, we grew up Tiger Woods, very dominant, dominant player in the 90s, 2000s. Phil Mickelson was right there. He's been in the sport three decades, and he's really, really, really good, to say it pretty simply. 50 years old, wins a PGA Championship. That is not easy at all. He hasn't had a win since 2019, which was Pebble Beach, and he hasn't won a major since 2013. Comes into this, gets the W, playing some really, really awesome golf. Good for him. I mean, you always want to see the legends play their best. You always want to see the people that you grew up watching play their best. And that's exactly what he did and got the win. It was awesome. I didn't get to see as much of it as I would like. I was doing a lot of things, but I did get to see some, a lot of highlights, and, you know, seeing Phil Mickelson do his thing. Like I said, this is episode 173. Our guest today is Sean Huffaker. He was a soccer coach for Earlville, soccer coach for Mendota. He has teached at quite a few junior highs, schools around the area in Illinois Valley. Great guest. You can talk about everything. Everything. And we do. And it was a fantastic conversation and can't wait to share what Sean Huffaker had to say. As usual, a few things we got to do before we get to Sean Huffaker. First, the plugs. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can check out Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Catch us on social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, or you want to advertise, or anything else, anything under the sun. Hit us up, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And a huge shout out to Brian Cavelli, the mastermind, the creator behind the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's time for some high school action. Let's talk about what's been going on. Illinois high school status. This segment is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. We have to start with the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association All-State Team. It came out today. I was extremely happy with some of the names on here. Some of the players that played their butt off did everything they could on the field, even in the short season, they deserve to get mentioned to be honored. We'll start with 5A, work our way down. We did not have any players in 6A, 7A, or 8A out of the 47 high schools that we're paying attention to at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. For 5A, LaSalle, Peru, quarterback, linebacker, Tyler Hartman. He's a senior, played some amazing football, 
He is going to be guest on a episode real soon. He's scheduled for this week. We've already spoken with him. We also spoke with LaSalle Peru coach Jose Medina and LaSalle Peru senior defensive back David Narcus. We got an LP football podcast coming real soon. Tyler will definitely be on that. Congrats to him. Also, congrats to 5A Sterling linebacker. He's a senior also, Nick Symester. Caught a couple highlights of Sterling games over the season, and that dude can hit. 4A Cole City, Aja Cooper, a senior running back, wide receiver, any kind of threat offensively, that's what Cooper does. 3A Princeton, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, senior Grant Foes, and running back, linebacker, senior Rondé Wirls. Rondé, Princeton coach, Ryan Pearson, and senior quarterback, Tyler Gibson, also joined Edge of Your Seat Podcast. They will be on later this week. Probably got to get Grant Foes on here as well. He is a big, big dude and knows how to play football. 2A, Fieldcrest, running back, wide receiver, Jackson Kusick-McKay. He's a senior. He was just on the podcast two episodes ago talking some basketball and some football, as well as Fieldcrest basketball coach Matt Winkler. 4-1-A, Anwan Weathersfield, quarterback, defensive back, senior Colton Quagliano. He will also be on a show this upcoming week. Lots of great guests in the football realm of things on its way. Also in 1A was Marquette's tight end, defensive lineman, senior Victor Mullen. Congrats to all of those guys putting their heart on the field and doing everything they can to help their teams win and be successful. Monday action around the state. We'll start with some baseball. Streeter beat Cole City 11-4. LaSalle Peru was trailing Plano by 5, 5-0 at one point. Came back to win 8-7 in this Interstate 8 Conference matchup. Joe Story for LaSalle Peru with the walk-off single in the bottom of the eighth. So they also went extra innings, 8-7 LaSalle Peru over Plano. Anawan Weathersfield shut out Stark County, 14-0. Pitcher Will Rumble with the complete game shutout, allowing two hits and striking out five. Newman fell to Erie Prophetstown, 10-5. Morris defeated Ottawa, 9-5. Morris is now 9-5 on the season. Princeton with the big win over St. Bede, 13-4. Offensively, the Tigers were clicking, had 16 hits against the Bruins. Dixon knocked off Byron, 5-1. And Kiwani beat Borough Valley. Girls soccer. Starting conference tournaments in the Interstate 8 Conference Tournament. LaSalle Peru defeated Plano 5-1. And Sycamore beat Rochelle 9-0 to make a matchup between the Lady Cavs and the Spartans on Wednesday in the Interstate 8 Conference Semifinal. That should be a real good match. Boys Tennis, Ottawa defeated Rochelle 4-1 and then defeated LaSalle Peru 4-1 in a triangular. Softball, LaSalle Peru moves to 18-3 on the season with a 2-0 win over Sycamore. St. Bede beat Princeton 9-6. Ottawa took out Sandwich 7-1, and Seneca handed a loss to Hall 15-9.
Speaking of some softball, the Illinois Coaches Association poll, the final poll of the season, came out today. In 1A, Newark was ranked 7th, with Newman and Marquette receiving votes. 2A, Seneca was 8th, Cole City and Oregon received votes. In 3A, LaSalle, Peru finished the season ranked number 2, Ottawa 11, Geneseo 12, and Sterling 13. Missed this on the last podcast, but we want to, you know, send some shout outs. Got to talk about these accomplishments for Sterling Girls Track in the Western Big Six Championships that was held on Friday. Three athletes were named to the all-conference team because of what they were able to do with this championship meet. Kylie Nicholas was second in the 1600, the mile. Megan Gingrich was third in the 3200, the two mile. And Alice Sotelo was third in the triple jump. Congrats to them making that hard work pay off. That was the high school sports segment. Always a pleasure to bring that to you. And it was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a horrible 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to keep 2021 as amazing as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and check out the last 2020 Ford Escape on the lot, priced to sell, ready to take off the lot directly into your driveway, your garage. But that's only one of the many, many options at Shimmer Mendota Ford, as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot, and even more on the website, www. MendotaFord.com. Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, will use their experience and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Today being Monday, May 24th, we are about three days into NBA playoff action as it started on Saturday. Sunday's games, I did check out the Suns and the Lakers and the Grizzly and the Jazz. Didn't get to watch all of the Grizzly and the Jazz, but the first three quarters. The action started off with Philadelphia 76ers knocking off Washington Wizards 125-118. All four of the games on Sunday were game ones, so now the Sixers have a 1-0 advantage over the Wizards. I want the Wizards to win, but they are going to have to do something with Joel Embiid. He is a big dude, can do a lot of things. Russell Westbrook has got to play fantastic all series and continue to be the best player on the court. He was not on Sunday. Got to do something. Got to do something about it. Bradley Beal got to do a little bit more too. These two have to play like super duper stars if they want to beat 76ers in a series. The Suns Knocked off the Lakers 99-90. I want the Suns to win. I would love to see the Lakers go home early in the playoffs. Chris Paul was banged up, fell on his shoulder, hit his shoulder on somebody's leg, and had a contusion in his shoulder, could not play the same, didn't play right the rest of the game, but stayed out there. He was a mental warrior. He was on the court doing as much as he could. Devin Booker is a monster. That dude can anywhere he wants to. His playmaking ability is way better than it was a year or two ago. 
He's rebounding. He's playing great defense. That man, and I think the Suns can still take out the Lakers. Even though they're going to come back hard, we're talking about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, a host of championship caliber players on the Lakers squad. But Suns are hungry. They have young talent. They got older talent that all want to win, and their bench is so deep. I don't think the Lakers have enough to match up with the Suns. Probably the game of the night, the Knicks, 105. Not enough for the Atlanta Hawks, 107. They beat the Knicks in game one. This is going to be a great, great series. Just two young teams balling out. The ending was magical, lots of fun to watch. This is going to be the series. This is going to be the series. Wish I would have got to watch it live. I did not. I went back and watched some highlights and checked it out. I will be following every single game of this series moving forward. And I hope the Knicks take out the, the Hawks. What Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, what I've watched of them this season, that's who I want to win. Yeah, Julius Randle is a monster. He's probably a top 10 player in the league, if you ask me right now. Sounds crazy, but I think he is. Grizzlies, in my mind, upset the Utah Jazz 112-109 to take their first game. I'm going to say wow, 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 wow. The Grizzlies knock off the Golden State Warriors in a playing game to get the eighth seed. And then the very first game, beat the number one Jazz in the first game. This is going to be a lot of fun. John Morant is balling out. Let's see what happens here. I don't think the Grizzlies have enough to take the series, but a couple games, yes. And it's going to be a lot of fun watching. Matchups today. The Bucks, Milwaukee destroyed the Miami Heat 132-98. to Bucks now have a 2-0 lead over the Heat. I wanted the Heat to take the series coming into it, but they can't play like that and think they're going to knock off the Bucks with two-time reigning MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo, not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second and final NBA playoff game of the night just got over. Denver Nuggets kind of thrashed the Portland Trailblazers, 128-109. Dame time goes off for 42 points, but Damian Lillard's efforts not enough to match. Nikola Jokic, 38 points. Eight rebounds, five assists. Michael Porter Jr., who is becoming one of my favorite players, 18 points, four rebounds. Paul Millsap comes off the bench, 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, just getting it done. When Portland won the first game, awesome. I want Portland to win the series. That would be cool to me, but I don't think they have enough. I really want Dame Lillard to have a far playoff run go to a finals, maybe win a championship one of these days because I love Damian Lillard, one of my favorite players in the league, but don't know if he has that team around him yet. He's got some players. C.J. McCollum is awesome. Carmelo Anthony for the end of his career and what he's doing kind of in the twilight zone, he's playing well, but just not enough and not enough to beat a team like the Denver Nuggets. But you never know. Everything changes game by game. You never, ever, ever know. Anything on paper is just paper, not when they're playing the game. Working out isn't on paper either. You actually got to get into the gym and do it because it's not easy to stay in shape, not easy to stay physically fit, and there's factors working against you. You know, time and work schedules. 
lack of a support system. Maybe motivation is low. You don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body. Injuries or physical restrictions. However, there's a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Prue Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcome and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? It's hello. How are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? You'll receive the same welcoming. Hello. How are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a major priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Haven't talked about the NHL playoffs much, and that's probably because the Chicago Blackhawks didn't make them. They were eliminated, didn't get into the playoffs, so, you know, interest kind of wanes when the Blackhawks aren't in there. However, this is a podcast. We talk about everything. Got to throw NHL playoffs in there. They're just getting started two first-round games of NBA played. Looking at all the squads and who I think is going to win or maybe win or hopefully win. If I put money on it, I'd want them to win. I'm going to go Pittsburgh Penguins. Kind of always been a closet Pittsburgh fan. Like the squad, like the players, like what they kind of stand for. Always like the Pittsburgh Penguins. They went 37-16 and 16 on the season. Carolina and Colorado had better records. But I just think Pittsburgh is going to make a push in the playoffs and get the job done. Let's do one more advertisement from our great sponsors. And then a couple non-sports things to talk about real quick before we get to our special guest, Sean Huffaker. It's springtime, just about summertime. Time to work on your house. Weather's beautiful. Can get roofs done. Work on sheds, garages, siding, all the things outside. New decks. The list can keep going and going and going. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers do exactly that. Build those things, fix those things, renovate those things. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Non-sports things. First, the hands may tail. Yes, 
I say it wrong often. I always call it the homes made tale. Sometimes I'll call it the hands made journey, the homes made journey, the adventure, whatever. I change it all the time. However, that does not change it being a great, great, great show. Then following it, made sure I watched all of season three before season four started. Very glad, because now I'm in season four, pumping along, and it is fantastic. Really good show. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of weird, but it's a good weird. It's a good crazy. If you have not seen it, you have not checked it out, watch it. Catch up. Go back seasons one, two, three, and now we're on four. Watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Last night, watched the Billboard Music Awards. Didn't watch the whole thing, but probably a good hour and a half, good chunk of it. My thoughts real quick. Drake, Artist of the Decade Award, deserves, 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 deserves. Everybody talks smack about Drake and they don't like this and they don't like that and he's not gangster enough or he sings too much or he's overplayed and all these other things. He makes great music, great hooks, even though he lives a way different lifestyle than 85% of the country, 85% of the world, it's relatable. His music is pretty relatable. I can sit down, listen to it, and be like, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about here. Oh, yeah. All through almost every album. He deserves the credit. He deserves the award. Pink being honored with an Icon Award from John Bon Jovi, who they secretly had a friendship. Didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. Pink also deserves it. I knew she had a couple hits. She's been around for a while. Has put out some good music. But when they did her little video presentation I didn't realize how many hits she had like top smashes not just oh they were cool they were on the radio for a little bit no songs that are still on the radio songs that you could play two seconds of and people still know it to this day that's some of the music that she's made she stood up for causes and being an individual and sticking up for yourself she deserves everything that she was awarded as well Talking about old acts, let's talk about a new act, AJR. I had never heard of these three brothers. At least I didn't know the name or who they were, or the, anything about the band, nothing. I had heard one song, but didn't even know it was them. Then I listened to them perform at the Billboard Music Awards, and I liked every single song that they did. Right after that, at the commercial break, I was on my phone, listened to them on Spotify, and they are going to get some play. Awesome music, great concepts. I like their indie pop, indie rock kind of feel. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to, no doubt. It's crazy this is their third album, and I've never even heard of them. Maybe I was sleeping. I was in a closet somewhere, not paying attention. I was under a rock, tucked away in a dresser drawer. I don't know where I was at, but I had not heard of them. If you have heard of them, good for you. Listen to some good music. Now it's my turn to get on that bandwagon. AJR, I'm definitely gonna check them out. That is the wrap of the intro. Thank you for listening, as always. Appreciate the love, the support. The love and support comes back from us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, to you as well. Thank you for listening. We're gonna keep chugging out, plugging out all these awesome shows with great guests that have life to talk about, things that are amazing, accomplishments, and we love having them on here to tell their stories and things that they're doing in life and to share with you. We will be back real soon, probably tomorrow. Got a lot to want to get out this week and 
get in line, in touch with the playoffs. We're going to have some state tournaments in baseball, softball, some track stuff going on, some soccer. We're going to have some playoff fields, some playoff vibes starting next week. I think it's June 2nd. So, yes, 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 yes. We're going to be there. We're going to be talking, getting stories, asking people how they felt about these magical moments that they're about to have. We're going to be there. We're going to be talking. So until next time, peace. We got steaks on the stove grill. I like to pretend that it's a grill, so we'll call it the stove grill. We got kids running outside. You may hear them throughout this podcast. That's cool. Who doesn't like some background noise? But on the real noise, the real chat, what we're doing on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, have a awesome guest and Sean Huffaker, extraordinaire of all things education, sports. If you ask me, you've done a little bit of everything, Sean. I have done a little bit of everything in my career. So, you know, I grew up farming and construction working and education and coaching and refereeing now. So, yeah, I've done a little bit of everything. Before we go any further, though, how do you like your steak? Uh, I like my steak with a little bit of red coming out of it. you got to have that good juice. So not well done, not no. medium, somewhere in between medium and well? Yeah, medium. No, I like mine between medium and rare. Ooh, so a lot yeah. of red. Yeah, that's good juice. Hold on one second. I'm actually going to flip these bad boys. I, was, I wasn't kidding. There's steaks on the stove grill. Nice. Now you're making me hungry. I haven't been home yet for the day. So now that we got the steak out of the way, what are your two favorite sides? I like to go steak, corn, and then probably some mashed potatoes. I don't know why. That sounds oh. like a random weirdness, but I love it. Um, I love the mashed potatoes, or I can do the little baby potatoes that are baked. Those are great, too. And then I actually like some carrots. Uh, boiled up in some brown sugar. Like me some sweet carrots. That sounds fantastic. Now you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I called you pretty much the El Supremo of all things education, sports. Oh. But education is kind of not there anymore. What's going on here, Sean? Ah, uh, you know, everybody goes through changes in life. And, uh, you know, no road is straight and you just got to go where the road lines. Um, so I, I'm leaving education. Yeah, just going to start start something new, uh, see how that goes. You know, I can always go back if things don't work out. Just, you know, teacher burnout is real, man. Um, education's tough. It's just tough. And COVID sure did not help it. Um, it's been a rough year uh, for COVID. Uh, my wife got it pretty bad. I uh, was hospitalized pretty much the entire month of November. It's just been rough all around. So I think I just need to take a career path change. That's all. Um, I'll still be involved with kids. Uh, I've got daughters who are still in school. and I'll be at games, and I'll be coaching Little League this summer. And then uh, I picked up a referee in high school soccer. So, you know, I'll still be around education, just not in the classrooms and in the schools. When you say education, how long were you in the classroom and what grade did you do? I spent 16 years in the classroom. Yeah, 16 years in the classroom. I started in fifth grade, then moved up to junior high and taught reading in junior high for multiple years. 
and I absolutely love teaching junior high kids. I know people will cringe at that, but junior high is fun. You just got to make it fun. And then I went into administration, so I've got 21 years at the end of this year in education. Wow. What schools were you at? I did most of my, I did all my teaching at Earlville, up in Earlville. Um, I did a lot of teaching and a lot of coaching. I was part of a lot of successful um, soccer teams with uh, Roger Essman. We had several runs down at the state tournament, and then uh, I ran the junior high program for multiple years, building that up so that we would have success at high school, and that was a lot of fun. I coached boys basketball at the high school level. I coached boys basketball at the junior high level, girls basketball at the junior high level, and track and field, along with our junior varsity at the high school level. So for 16 years, did that. Drove a bus the whole time, too. I would drive a route, and I'd drive to all the games as well. That was a great experience. Uh, wonderful people in Earlville, and I really appreciate that. And then while I was still teaching at Earlville, I got the opportunity to coach Mendota High School soccer. Gary Barrera hired me on there to coach Mendota High School, and that was a fabulous three years. And I worked at Mendota High School for the soccer teams, both the girls and boys had a lot of success. And then I moved on to administration. I became the kindergarten through eighth grade principal of Lamoille, right next door. Spent five years there and then um, left there and went down to Putnam County this year. This year I'm at Putnam County, preschool through second grade. And it's absolutely wonderful, great school district. But, you know, the heart says it's time to do something else. That sounds like a full resume. Wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty full. You know, I do have my superintendent's license. I went back to school and got that because that was going to be my retirement plan. But, you know, just, uh, just this year, just personally, you know, we lost our nephew, uh, Ben Bocas, uh, a couple years back, and that really, really hit hard. Um, and that was the same year that we lost our, our good friend, Carl Solomon. Uh, we're very close with Amy and Sean. But that was a, just a devastating year for us, personally as a family and even as a community in Mendota. And I don't know that I ever personally, and I'm talking personally, ever recovered from those losses. And then to be so close to losing my wife, um, who I love dearly, this past November, um, it just all, it just all just, I don't know, just led me down this path to leave and try something new and spend more time with my family. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And it was not weird, but as I was still with the local paper, I was doing a story about Ben's aunt who was collecting pop tabs for St. Jude's in Memphis for a run. And I had no idea that you were connected with Ben at all. And I had done many, many stories with Ben a couple real personal interviews about his battle with leukemia and things that he was going through that he was absolutely 100% real through everything on the table. And man, I, the strength of that kid and, oh, yeah. oh man, it was, didn't really know him on a personal friend level, but I got to know him through our stories and talking to him an hour or so at a time each time. And it was just like, became good friends over a tragic you know, crazy situation that he was going through. Like I said, the strength of that kid was insane. Absolutely. And uh, we're still collecting pop taps. We have probably over a thousand pounds just sitting in my garage. 
waiting for COVID mm-hmm. to uh, to lift so that we can continue to collect more and then take them down to Memphis to Ronald McDonald House down there. So we will continue to do that. And the reason that we take them to Memphis is because that's where Ben stayed at the Ronald McDonald House down there. Ben and Kayla and Mike, he stayed there for free for nine months, not a penny spent. So it's our way of giving back to Ronald McDonald House for taking care of all these families that just go through this living nightmare. It's our way of giving back. Definitely, definitely. And I'm sure they appreciate it because not everybody is you know, able to do that or able to thousands and thousands of pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the last time we did it, we filled a 6x12 U-Haul trailer to the top. So to there was no room for anything more. To the tippy so. top. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. That is awesome. That is awesome. So that's our goal again, but then COVID hit. So, you know, people aren't, aren't saving as much, um, but our goal is to get back out there and, you know, spread the word, uh, start saving, get the schools to, to save. Um, so we get a little bit out of time, but nothing like we did. Uh, we'll get back to it. Like I was saying, I met her through that story. Then she said she was married to you, who I knew through, I don't know if I met you at Earlville, maybe the very end, but definitely through Mendota Soccer. I think I did yep. run into you a little bit in Earlville. And then I was like, yeah. oh, like piecing, you know, the puzzle together. And I was like, oh, oh, hey, <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah, you were just starting out when I was leaving Earlville. So I was at Earlville and you were just starting out reporting and then you uh, then you caught up with me at Mendota High School. Um, that was a weird situation still teaching at Earlville, you know, being a former coach in, at Earlville and then, you know, leading the, the rival. And so that was an interesting three years of playing Earlville during the regular season and then always meeting them in like the regional championship every year. So that was interesting and fun. Had Nick Myers, who is now the coach at Mendota, was in the past, then came back, and we talked about that. So him and I both went to Mendota. He was the athletic director at Earlville for a couple years, and me with the local paper, I covered tons of Earlville soccer because perennial soccer powerhouse in the 1A ranks every single year. So we were talking about the sectional, was it two years ago? Yeah, it would have been two years ago um, when Earlville and Mendota met in the sectional, and that was after the state changed all the sectionals around. So you really had to get deep into uh, the state tournament to actually get to a sectional. You know, it used to be regionals and sectional and super sectional and, and, and all that, and they changed all that. So now you gotta, you pretty much got to be Elite Eight, and that's a sectional final now because they've just messed with the system so much and made regionals so big. You know, there's like four regionals to feed into one regional, so it's difficult to win a regional nowadays, so it makes me super proud of the Mendota program because I followed Nick at Mendota High School and then for three years and had Jason Artman with me as the assistant and when I left, Jason took over and then Nick came back when Jason left and I'm super proud of the program because the same system that I instilled all those years ago back in 
and I were talking about that sectional final game and like who do we root for who do we chill like who do, who do we want to win and you know me being a reporter I was like well I can't but you know you got that alma mater alum but then I know Larry Hyden really well who is the coach there now and the players there I've talked to all of them numerous times so you kind of like get pulled in both directions and Nick is like man I'm gonna coach this Mendota team right after Artman and I know the Earlville kids because I was there for a few years and he's like yeah same thing yep it's difficult so like the last year before I took the job in Lamoille as a principal I had gathered all of the local soccer coaches and developed a summer league with them to play the LP sports complex so we had LP we had Streeter we had Ottawa Princeton Earlville and Mendota all came together and decided that we should form a soccer summer league in order to better the skills of the area teams because everybody agreed it doesn't matter who it is as long as the Illinois Valley is represented down at the state tournament then it's a win for us that we have good soccer up here Um, and then I never got to see it come to fruition because I left and became principal but we have good soccer up here. We really, truly do. It's kind of weird. I graduated Mendota in 04, and I believe that was the first sectional final that Mendota had went to. I don't think they won that. They did not. And then the one two years ago would have been the second one. But besides that senior year for us, we weren't really good. And then I go to college, and I guess things had started to work out for when you came in to turn it around, and then bam, they've been a successful program throughout the you know that entirety. But it was just like, man, soccer wasn't even a big thing around here. And now when you look at Mendota High School, it is probably the best program right now, and it definitely has been the best program for Earlville for probably five, ten years. Yeah, it gets difficult. Um, soccer is difficult across the state because there's only – there's only four classes. It used to be there only was two classes. And so these bigger schools that are now considered 3A or even big 2As, they used to be 1A schools. So, like, if you go back in the annals of history, Girlville teams would be playing these schools like Hensdale in, like, regional finals and sectional finals and losing to them, okay, because there was only two systems. And then they expanded it. So that allows the 1A schools who don't have the money for football helmets and football practices and things like that. They can focus on soccer. So they're really, really good at it. And then you got the 2A schools where you are a little bit bigger and you can separate, you know, football kids from soccer kids. So it starts to kind of even the playing field a little bit. Um, And then, of course, 3A and 4A, that's just a whole different world. Those games are. So it's kind of nice in our area because everybody is pretty much 1A. It makes it difficult for like a Mendota program who splits kids because there's really good athletes on that football team that would be really good soccer players. But they want to play football and good for them. You know, it's their choice. It's their high school of the years. They get to do what makes them happy. But, you know, Earlville and smaller schools in the area, like in the Little 10, that don't have football, they can focus and they can take the best athletes, you know, and so they are going to be good. So that's an advantage that they have. And Earlville definitely, definitely over the years has capitalized on that. You know, Hinkley's done the same thing as Hinkley has a really good program. You know, Larry Peppers had them winning championships every year for a long time, winning as coach in IHSA history and won a soccer. 
Definitely. You made a good point. I mean, when you don't have another sport to compare with or to compete with, get those kids in, show them what they need to do, and let them roll with it because soccer is a fun sport. I played when I was just a little guy. (laughs) I didn't play high school sports or high school soccer. But when I was a little guy, I loved it. I definitely loved it. But then as I got older, basketball became my thing. Football became my thing. And I kind of shed away from soccer. But it was always a lot of fun, the camaraderie that you get with those guys that you're running on the field for for 80 straight minutes. Like, that's hard to, you know, not fall in love with because you got, like, that brothership on the field out there. Yeah, it's, it's teamwork and it's building a family. Um, when I was at Oroville, I always knew Mendota was scary. Mendota was scary because they were talented and they were athletic, but they just couldn't put it together no matter how hard they tried. And so when I took over the program in Mendota in 2012, I think it was, my first first goal and main priority wasn't winning games. It was teaching these kids how to play as a team because if the philosophy was, if you do your job and you do your job and don't do his job, vice versa or whatever, everybody does their job, guess what? then we're going to have success, you know, and, and they bought into it and it pays off because that's what a team is. You know, I do my job, but I got your back. You know, I'm not going to do your job for you, but I got your back in case something happens. And when you believe in that, you can play really good sports and that's every sport. That's football, that's basketball. And I tell the kids all the time, I played high school football. We didn't have soccer when I was growing up. So I know what it's like to put on helmets and shoulder pads. And I had a job to do as a lineman, and I had to do my job in order for the running back to do his job and the quarterback to do his job and vice versa. So it's a simple philosophy, but when you get high school kids to buy into it, you can have success. Now that you are done coaching, done with education, but now you're still officiating, what are the differences you see? Is it kind of the same love for the game, kind of the same feel, or has things changed a little bit. Like, how does it work being on the other side? The game's gotten faster, I'll tell you that much. Uh, kids are faster, that's for sure. Either that or my age is just catching up with me and I'm slower. The love is definitely there. I never wanted to leave soccer this year at Putnam County, not being athletic director, not being a whole bunch of different things. Like, I was in Memorial, I had the opportunity to uh, get my license. And then COVID hit, and... It was kind of even better because I've always known that we're short on officials across the state when it comes to soccer. Because you see the same officials over and over and over. I knew we were short officials. I knew I knew the rules of the game already as, as a coach for all those years. I knew I loved the game. I knew it was great physical activity because you're running all over. And so I was just like, man, I want to do this. And I talked to my wife and she's like, yeah, go for it. You know, it's a little extra income and you'll enjoy it. So here I am. Is it different? No, it's not different because uh, I still talk to the players when I'm out there on the field refereeing with them, especially junior high games. I'm coaching the players as I'm refereeing them because it, it's learning. Game tonight, I had a game tonight between uh, LP and Mendota girls, and I was talking to the players out there. Good kick, you know, nice, nice pass. Um, when they make a foul, I explain to them, yeah, this is what you did. This is what you can do to avoid that next time. It's learning. It doesn't matter if you're a senior, you can still learn the game. I'm glad you're still passing some words of wisdom on. <laughs> well, I try. I don't know if they're wise or not, but I try. <laughs> I'm heading over to uh, PetSmart Distribution. I'm going to be in uh, a supervisor over there. So it's pretty much coaching a team is 
different kind of team, but yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. Yep. I mean, they've got their jobs to do, and it's my job to help them do their job, stay on top of things. And the hours work so you'll be able to see your family more? Oh, yep. Yep. We did mention your wife, Tara. You said you have two daughters? I do. I have two great daughters. I have Elizabeth, who is uh, eighth grader. She's going to be a freshman at St. Bede next year. And then I've got Emma, who is sixth grader. They're awesome. I couldn't ask for better daughters. Are they soccer players? <laughs> no, neither of them are soccer players. My oldest doesn't really do sports. Uh, she does enjoy volleyball and plays volleyball. She enjoys track and field. Those are her only sports. And then my youngest, Emma, she likes to play a whole bunch of different sports, but she is really good at softball. She's a pitcher, and that's what she's really good at. So that's where she focuses her time, and then she likes to play basketball, and she likes to play volleyball. Perfect. So maybe not soccer players, but you got some athletes. Yeah, I got some, I got some sports that I get to go and watch and enjoy. Perfect, perfect. Well, we have been talking about sports pretty much the entire time we've been talking, besides, you know, a few other things. we got to talk some music. I know you're a big music guy, I'm a big music guy, and every guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast must play a game. So we're going to play Rank Em. I'm going to throw some bands, musicians at you, and I want you to rank them. You okay with that? Oh, sure. Perfect. And you can rank them either way you want to. I'm going to give you five, so you can say you're... Okay. One is going to be your best. Five is going to be the least of these five. Okay. All right. We're going to go with the Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, Michael Jackson, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Okay. Pearl Jam is going to be number one for me, hands down. Michael Jackson is going to be number five for me, hands down. Not a Michael Jackson fan. Okay. Uh, It's too bad. Um... Bon Jovi is probably going to be number two. We'll go Rolling Stones three and Nirvana. I, I just never could get into Nirvana. Um, so they're going to be on my number four. That is actually surprising to me, knowing that you're like a mid-90s high school grad, to have Nirvana that far down the list. Because usually, yeah. you know, they were the gods of the 1990s. Yeah, I just never could get into Nirvana. I mean, Heart Shaped Box was probably the only song that I actually really liked, but I did not learn up my CD player with Nirvana. That's for sure. Gotcha. But you did with some Jeremy, some Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. Jeremy and Better Man and you name it. I have all of the Pearl Jam albums. Perfect, perfect. I I do like Pearl Jam. I was upset when they came to Wrigley. I tried to get a ticket, but they were sold out in like, it seemed like milliseconds. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm more of a Everclear or Soundgarden more than Nirvana, so. Okay, okay. Smashing Pumpkins was big for me, too, back in the day. I do like Smashing Pumpkins, too. Yeah, what's not like to what's not to like, they're, they got a pretty good range on them, Smashing Pumpkins, too. So, Foo Fighters, you can't go wrong with Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl, either. I almost threw them in there, but it seems like every time I do a music one of these and I say Foo Fighters, they're like hands down the winner, so that's why I did not do that. Well, they wouldn't have been my winner, but they would have been up there, for sure. We had to give Pearl Jam some love. Oh, absolutely. My wife has Sirius XM on the car, and we have a Pearl Jam, we have Pearl Jam 
Hamilton on our favorites list because we both like Girl Champ. You can't lose with that. Like, that's a win-win situation. Oh, absolutely. You know, Last Kiss still brings a tear in my eye anytime I hear it and sing along with it. There you go. So anytime somebody wants to see you cry, just throw that song on? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It works. <laughs> that works. I'm a big Queen fan, too. You can ask my youngest. We listen to Queen a lot. So we know the words to a lot of Queen songs. We're all over the place with our music. I don't know what you want to say, but I did not realize the hits or the popularity or who Queen really was until that movie came out. Like, I didn't understand that some of those songs were them. I knew the songs and knew that they were hits back in the day, but didn't realize it was Queen. Just how super mega awesome they were? Yeah, I did not know that they were that star rock band like that. I knew, you know, We Will Rock You, and I knew the song off Wayne's World. Yep. Is that Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, yes. Yeah. And that was it. Like, I didn't understand that the rest of those songs, and I'd heard most of them, were them. Like, I didn't realize yep. they were that big. ACDC falls into that category, too, because any, any jock, girl or boy, knows ACDC songs because they're played at every stadium across the world. But ACDC has a ton of wonderful songs. Can't really get into ACDC because of the voice. Like, that's not my deal. Oh, yeah, I understand that, totally. But other than that, <laughs> like, yeah, Thunderstruck, which is one of those songs that you hear everywhere, every sports arena across the country, definitely know yep. that song word by word. Yep. My high school football team, our colors were black and silver, like the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders. So we played back in black all the time for our warm-ups and entrance music. Perfect. You had to. Oh, absolutely. Well, Sean... Think the stakes are getting ready. You got a daughter to take home, family to get to, so we can let you go on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for joining us, talking some soccer, some music, some family, some everything. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and thanks for joining the show. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Good to talk to you again, Brandon.